Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up Podcast. I'm Brendan Payne, and today we have an incredible guest coming to us from the wonderful Midwest where I grew up, and she is in Omaha, Nebraska, Ms. Lisa Ritter with Remax Results. Lisa, thank you for hopping on and uh, joining us on uh, the Level Up Podcast. Thank you for having me, Brendan. Absolutely. So, um, you know, for those that may not know about you or who you are, what you stand for, if you can kind of, one of the things we like to do is just get everybody up to speed on um, your journey. I know you've been in the, you're not new to this business and so you've got a lot of experience. How have you ended up, where'd you start and, and where are you at right now? Yeah. So when I started in real estate, um, gosh, I worked at a lot of companies in a two year time period. It's like this one's too big. This one's too small. This one's just right. And um, eventually I ended up opening my own company eight and a half years ago, Remax Results, because I'm like, culture is such an important deal. To have high energy, you need to be surrounded by the right people. And you are the sum of your, of your closest people. Mm-hmm. So um, I did decide to open my own, been very happy since then. Uh, I've done a lot of work in the volunteer arena for the Realtor Association as well. Uh, So I've been Omaha Area Board of Realtors President, Nebraska Realtors President. I currently serve as a national director. And the governor governor of Nebraska recently appointed me to be a commissioner um, just last September, which has been an incredibly fun journey and fascinating and interesting. Awesome. Awesome. So it's obviously tons of, tons of time in the business. And then the interesting thing is, is you put in your, you know, you paid your dues as um, a producer, you know, you didn't, Mm -hmm. you didn't come in from another industry, buy a company, you learned, you made a living, you failed at some stuff, no doubt along the way, figured it out. Um, one, One thing I have to point out, 2011, you opened your office. Now there mm-hmm. was a lot of um, there was a lot of things going on with offices in 2011, but most yeah. were closing. So yeah, what in 2011, nine, ten years in the business as an agent, what gave you the 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 audacity to think that you were going to open an office and survive at that time where there was um, just I mean it was kind of it was still uh, most parts of the country hadn't even really hit the bottom yet. Great question. And looking back, even now I like kind of laugh how like how statistically improbable it was that <laughs> I'd still be here. Um, so I'm glad that I took that risk. Uh, it's been a beautiful risk. And, and when you take these risks, which is such a part of real estate, um, you just learn so much and gain so much in character. Um, I've always said, from the time that I started in the real estate business, like there's plenty of business out there. You just have to be the best to earn it and deserve it. And um, I really feel like working on your character and having 
as good of characters you can be and, and as generous as possible and interested in others uh, in pos as possible, you're going to always have a career and, and not just survive, but thrive. So it doesn't matter what the economy is because there's always business out there. People are dying, getting divorces, moving jobs, all those sort of things. You just have to be amongst the best to earn it. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, that's for anybody, no matter, you know, I, I, I think the folks that uh, have the wonderful people that have gotten into this industry in the last, say, six or seven years, um, they are in a market where there it will be different at some point. Nobody knows yes. to extent or, or when that will happen. But at the time that you opened up, um, and the, in anybody that got in business from probably 06 through 2013, they realized that if you really do, there were still transactions. There were still people that needed our help. Mm -hmm. And, but your, your point is well taken. You have to go out there and, and you have to earn it. So you know, right. you've got the skills and um, you mentioned culture. So mm -hmm. in those first 10 years of being an agent, when you decided, okay, I've got something that I want to build here beyond just me. What mm -hmm. was the culture that you were going that you were going after? Like, what had you learned up to that point that you said, I'm not finding it, so I'm just going to go create it? Yeah. So um, in Omaha, there's like a few very large companies. And the most of the, you know, a lot of the business and a lot of the agents just gravitate towards, oh, I'm not even going to interview. I'm just going to go towards those big companies. And you really, you're just a number there. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually grew up bullied, believe it or not. I, I was the girl who um, sat by herself at lunch, got walked on the back of her heels, books tossed. Like really, I was that girl. Mm. And so as an adult, I don't ever want to feel like a number or a wallflower again or um, uncared about. I just want to be in an environment where, um, you know, I'm, I'm appreciated. Uh, that I can appreciate the others around me, that I walk in the door and I just, I, I feel a smile. I feel a sense of family, work family. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of brokerages have gotten away from that. I mean, it's going to where um, you have lots of virtual brokerages, mega brokerages that are filled with hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and you are just a number. And I don't know how you, you know, uh, learn as much. I don't know how you get as much mentorship and that sort of thing. I, I just, mm -hmm. I don't want it to be, um, unpersonal. I want mm -hmm. it to be a very personal, powerfully positive environment and experience, just like what we want to create for our customers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I see a correlation beginning to form between probably what, um, what you are coaching the agents that you have that they need to provide. And, and yes. I'm sure we'll be able to, to get into that here in, in just a little bit. So when mm -hmm. you, when you made the move, you said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to create. This is what I'm seeing. It's going away from. Then did you, um, what did, what did your team or your, was it just you? You just said, okay, now it's going to be results real, uh, sorry, Remax results. And it's just going to be you. And it's now it's got a company behind there. How did you, how did you get going with the process of building it? Great question. Um, as a matter of fact, I did learn a lot from that transition. I actually had four other women, um, that I was, that I had on a team and, um, 
four or five. And, and I was also had my husband, he was involved somewhat or just becoming involved in real estate with me. And almost none of those women came over to my new company with me. Mm-hmm. Um, only uh, it was actually five and only two came with me. And the, the lesson I took away from that is I, I kept them in the dark on it. I didn't involve them in my decision in terms of, you know, what franchise I was going with, mm. when, uh, what it would look like. Um, I just didn't have enough trust at the time. And I, I don't know, frankly, you know, whether that was warranted or true or, or not, or justified yeah. on my part. Um, but it taught me that transparency is probably always a better policy. So that was a very good lesson that I learned in life. Um, so it ended up just being four people that started Remax Results, my husband, myself, my sister-in-law, who's been very, very loyal, and then uh, one other gal. Wow. So you truly have, have grown this from, you know, essentially what most people I think today would probably, you know, these terms offices and and um, teams and stuff are used so interchangeably you got to really dig in and see what's there but you really started as like what today would probably be a small team um, and now have grown it into um, you said you have 30 agents yes and they're productive agents I mean I don't I you know I Unfortunately, we're not a match for everybody. And I, I interview and I say, you know, I know everybody says they're picky as a broker, but they're really not. They're going to hire you if you can fog a mirror. We're, yep. we're not that company. We're really interviewing each other to see if we're a match. What are you um, looking? Sorry to interrupt. What are you? So what, I, I love that because I think that's part of the challenge right now. That's, um, that's why the industry, the washout rate is so high. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think brokers and owners, a lot of times their business model is, well, just get them in. And if they right. get a few deals, then I get a portion <laughs> yes. of those few deals. And even though, but then you talk to them and they complain about turnover and they say it's expensive. And so there's never a combination of like, you know, let, let the, let the agent interview us and find out if there's a good fit there. So what are you looking for? Who are you the right agent or the right uh, broker for? Um, well, one of the criteria is that they have to want to be full-time. I am somewhat open to, you know, hiring somebody that has to start out part-time, but within six months, they have to be willing to go Mm full-time. Um, I don't think that a person should trust their largest asset to somebody that's doing this, you know, just as a hobby. Um, so they have to be very committed to it. Um, there has to be some budget there for marketing dollars to get going. So I asked them those questions. And now I have started, um, I will only hire a new person if they can prove to me that they have 100 people to start with to marketing for Sphere. Mm. And that's very unusual. I mean, most people really, the brokers don't have that any criteria. Mm-hmm. They also do sign a, uh, a performance contract and not everybody's willing to sign a performance contract. Would you mind sharing what that, what that is? Yeah. So they have to commit to being willing to do two sales every three months, Okay, which is not a lot. Yeah, not I mean, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that is not, you know, that's like bare minimum, but as a new person, if that scares them, if they're not willing to at least think that big, then they are not for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they have to be willing to, you know, be mentally in to make some commitment. It's interesting how when, some, like I imagine, because I've, I, 
have similar conversations in the, when you bring that up, that's mm-hmm. scary. And even when they yes. come on or they're like, oh my gosh, well, I don't know if I really want to do that yet. The real goal that they tell you is that they want to do 40 transactions or first. <laughs> it's like, right. but, but the concern is that, well, I don't know if I got to do that stuff in that stuff is really like going to get them maybe a couple of deals here and there just to make sure they're going to have a check. But they're going, ah, but I really want to have 40 transactions. Like the disconnect between what they feel they're going to get for what they're willing to do is huge. So you might as well just bet it out then. Exactly. Right. And uh, so much of this game is, I call it a game. It's not a game really, but it's mindset. Yeah. And um, if they don't have the right mindset, if they're already doubting themselves on that low of a number, or scared that I'm asking them to put it in writing that, hey, we, we've got a goal, we're going to commit to, you know, seeing it, then they're not for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you are, um, if you are coming in and I'm sitting down with you and I say, okay, I've got, I answer all those questions. I'm committed. I've got the plan. I'm ready to go. And you feel comfortable when you say, all right, we're going to move mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. What in in terms of the actual let's get down to business and I'm gonna go find success, where are your value adds right now? Because if you get somebody to that point, I think you're probably past the well, I'm gonna go and I gotta get ninety-five percent or I've gotta do um, you know, I've gotta get everything handed to me. You probably have people right. narrowed down that at least are on paper look like they're gonna have some success. So then yeah. what are you implementing? Um, to be able to get them on board, because I know you don't don't take a lot of newer agents, but right. the people that are coming over are still wanting to grow. They're not just leaving because right. like, I just want to change a different sign. Where's, right. where, how are what's your value add in helping them grow? Well, I think I bring a lot of value to the table because I'm still producing broker, so they're not yeah. learning from somebody who you know is doing it in theory. I have a process. You know, and um, part of our process involves creating a good customer communication experience and helping them feel cared for. So I have, um, so I share every ounce of what I'm doing and living, whether it be a marketing piece or my process or the applications that I'm using. My agents understand what I'm doing and have the option of, of implementing that. So I will hand over my exact marketing piece. I will hand over my exact Popeye. I will hand over all my spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. So for example, we recently had somebody come over from another Remax office and, um, you know, we all have different policies and the, you know, ways that we go about things. And so I opened up my spreadsheet and said, you know, from the time we list a home, Till the time, you know, we're asking for a review. This is what the process looks like. And it includes things like sending a coffee card after home inspection resolution, mm-hmm. like delivering a gift when they go under contract, if they live in town, uh, you know, it could be something simple like cookies mm-hmm. or you know, if we know them well, maybe a six pack of beer, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever <laughs> might float their boat. So um, yeah, we just, have processes that we love to have copied and followed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a, that's a unique piece that a lot of times if you're, if you understand how to actually do it in the trenches, then you've got a lot more credibility with your team. Um, Mm -hmm. 
there's so many, you know, everybody's a coach in this, in this day and age and everybody's, you know, and, and they've got, you've actually got real tried and true coaching programs. And then you've got people that are implementing them and have never actually sat down face to face with somebody and listed property or, or shown a property or negotiated an inspection or any of those things yet they're teaching from a book. And I think the credibility that you have um, obviously goes a long way because, and the transparency, you know, you can have credibility, but if everything is under lock and key, then right. you know, your competition, you're not, uh, you're not, that's exactly right. Right. Awesome. So where, um, where do you see right now? I mean, the industry's got a lot of changes. There's a lot of mm-hmm. things, a lot of distractions. I mean, shooting the last two or three weeks, we'll date this, this podcast, but there's a lot of uncertainty, I think going around now. How are mm-hmm. you, um, how do you retain those people that you get? You, you build the culture and I imagine you've got a high level of loyalty. Then mm-hmm. what are you doing to continue to raise the bar on that so that you can not only attract, you know, new people, I'm assuming you want to grow with the right fit, but also, yeah. um, be able to keep those, uh, those people that are committed now, but just keep getting tempted with, you know, all the new bright, shiny systems and objects and, you know, I'll pay you 105% to come work for me. Right. And that does really happen, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if somebody is sick, just saying, you know, I'm sorry for what you're going through. Um, you know, what, what can be done to, you know, help mitigate, you know, some of your, your losses and, and, um, what do you have in, in place to make sure that, you know, the ball doesn't get dropped and just, um, showing that you care in little ways. Um, you know, if somebody has a death in the family, I make sure that they get flowers. If, um, you know, if I see somebody needs to be cheered up, I'll just go and sit five minutes with them and listen. Mm -hmm. You, you just got to show that you care. Yeah, and you know when you're one of four hundred in your ratio at these large offices, like they're not even going to understand what's going on with them. Sure. Yeah, you can. I you know we've we've got those in our markets as well, and it's you imagine you walk in and you know you run into somebody at a at a restaurant or a um, having a drink somewhere, and you you start talking, you find out you both work for the same company, you never knew right. who they were. Like that, <laughs> I mean, that's a reality, and that's uh, yeah, that's that's one of those things we all want growth, but boy, at some point, there's uh, there can I think there can be a cost to it for sure. One of the things that's happened in my office is sometimes I do feel like, gosh, this place really could function without me for for a while, which is a beautiful thing, and here's why: is that um, my people like each other. Mm-hmm. So we're purposeful about who we attract. Um, recently, I interviewed um, a person that, you know, he took a little tour of the place. And afterwards, I talked to my people about, you know, should we bring them on? And I listened to their answers. And it was a mixed bag. But like, um, if I bring somebody on that's a sour apple, and they're not happy, then my whole culture is disrupted. So they have say, I mean, and, um, they like each other. And so even if I have to be out for a few days or I'm on vacation, they feel supported by one another. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got really the, you know, you've got the power of your systems and tried and true things at work, but you're really more of a, um, 
you've got the the benefits of a smaller boutique or team size yes. with the, with the power behind it of of the results. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I know before before we started, you and I were talking a little bit about just kind of the industry, and and you were telling me um, that you're beyond your personal production, beyond the office and growing the office in coaching the agents, you're, you're very involved in industry things and trying to change, um, mm -hmm. you know, some of the standards and I think the expectations, which absolutely, um, is a good thing. Can you give us some insight into, you know, what you're doing right now in, in kind of the projects that, that, that you're a part of to, to try to make those changes? Mm -hmm. Well, the reason that I got involved in leadership in the Realtor Association is because when you are a leader of volunteers and need to inspire things to happen amongst volunteers, if you can get really good at that, you can get good at a lot of other things in life. Also, you have to work with your competition frequently. So they better know you as a person who's responsive, integral, Mm. Um, and a person that they want to bring contracts to. So I can't say enough about um, getting involved in leadership, whether it be in the Realtor Association or in your community, because it will make you a better person. Because we're leading people through the largest transaction of their lives during the one of those stressful moments. So how good of a leader you are in other places absolutely translates to the customers that you serve. Yeah. Um, and so right now I am, uh, was recently appointed by the governor to be a Nebraska real estate commissioner. And, um, what's cool about that is sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And, um, you have influence in, in real estate laws in your state by being a commissioner. Um, you have influence over hearings and outcomes and, um, it, it just makes you, a better, more well-rounded person in terms of judgment, real estate law, um, you know, in, in creating top-notch environment for your, you know, in this case, state. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I think that's awesome. And the, you know, there's no doubt there's a correlation between the stuff that you're trying to, to do on the, um, on the level of service that you want to have the industry provide to the consumer that goes hand in hand with, you know, kind of what you stand for with what you're trying to provide your agents and in, in the culture and things like that. So I think that's a, it's not surprising and it seems like a natural, a natural progression of the things that you'd be, you'd be involved in. Yeah. And we talked a little bit um, before the call about, you know, Zillow is just getting better and better at what they do in terms of values um, and Zestimates. It used mm -hmm. to be that the Zestimates were a joke, but they are becoming less of a joke. Yep. So suddenly we don't bring as much value to the table in providing, you know, supporting data on a sales price. We bring value to the table on helping people interpret the information and make wise life decisions. Yep. Yeah, agree, agree wholeheartedly. And we, you know, at 10, 12 years ago, we were the gatekeepers of all the information. It filtered mm -hmm. through us. And now mm -hmm. it's 100% transparent. And mm -hmm. so we've got to, we have to find a way that we can add value. And you're, you're right. They are, they're all getting better. We keep feeding them more data and they keep learning. And right. <laughs> there's, there's the, the jokes that are not as accurate as they used to be on the, on the Zestimate and every other home valuation that's out there. 
Yeah. And we need to be more than people just that open up doors and, you know, unlock the key, you know, and, and let people make their own, you know, mistakes. We need to be life leaders for them. I mean, not making their decisions, but asking the right questions so that they can make the right decisions for their lives. Yeah. And, um, knowing how to be a good leader is critical skill in today's um, work environment that we have. Absolutely. So um, at this point where you're at now, what do you see next? I mean, obviously you're, you've gone from agent to entrepreneur and what mm -hmm. else do you see that's out there? Are you focused primarily on growing your office and growing your agents or do you have anything else in the books that, uh, that uh, is exciting coming up in 2020 or beyond? You know, I'm, I'd like to look to do more teaching in the future. Um, I don't know that it's this year, but within the next two to five years, I'd like to um, explore that and uh, perhaps give some more speeches. So, nice. yeah, I, I enjoy producing, so I don't see giving that up in my lifetime. Um, I really love the, the thrill <laughs> that mm -hmm. that uh, provides in life. Um, so I'll keep that up and I'll keep running an agency because I love where I work. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. That's but adding some teaching, I, I think, will be beneficial as well. Because when, and, and again, it's not replacing what I'm doing. It's just adding to. Um, sometimes there are people that instead of doing, they teach. Yep. And those are the people that should not be teaching. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, there's a, you're not looking to replace it. It's an enhancement. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Because when you're, walk, when you're talking the talk, it disciplines you to walk the walk. Um, I don't like to talk about it without doing it. Yeah. So I just think it's another value add for everybody. Yeah. And I, I agree when I'm, when I'm 99% of the time, if I'm coaching one of my agents, I'm also coaching myself. It's just, I might not be That's in right. that position right then, but I'm like, yeah, yes. hey, <laughs> you need to learn from this because you're in the same position or you will be soon. So That's well, right. this has been great, Lisa. I'm so happy that you were able to, uh, to get on and join us today. Um, if people in Omaha or otherwise in other areas of the country want to get a hold of you, how do they, how do they do that? It's the best way to get a hold of you. Uh, you can either email me, Lisa, at omahare.com or call or text 402-612-2413. My website is rittersellhomes.com. Awesome. Awesome. And um, as always, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, message me. I will get back to you. And please do me a favor and uh, leave some leave some uh, feedback and, um, and always try to uh, subscribe and your feedback and your reviews, um, good or bad, help us continue to get great guests like Lisa on the Level Up Podcast. And so one more time, thank you so much for joining us. And if you got some referrals and want to send them out Lisa's way, please do that. And I uh, hope to uh, cross paths again with you soon. Thank you so much, Brendan. You're welcome.